Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting the ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is September 30th, last day of the month. Man, this is blown by so quick. Good grief. Start of the fourth quarter tomorrow. Actually, you know what? I said that wrong. Today is October 1st. We're recording this on the 30th. It will be available on the 1st. So October 1st, Halloween month. How about that? Can't wait. So so if you're listening to this podcast and you get confused because we keep saying things like today and yesterday and all that and it's not making sense. We get confused too. We get confused. Yes. (laughs) We've been trying to do these podcasts earlier, do it the night before, and then have them post the next day. Uh, that's the plan. Anyhow, as you can tell with Wednesday's podcast, it doesn't always work out that way. It does not. It just happens. <laughs> we have lives sometimes. Yeah, kind of. Somewhat. Yeah. All right. We got a lot of information for you today. We're going to be a jam-packed podcast. Uh, we have Buccaneer news. Do we have any league news? Um, yeah, a little bit. A little bit. A little, smidge. The smidge of league news. Yeah. Then we're going to cover the all 22 of the Rams game, week three. And then we're going to talk about uh, the Patriots game coming up. So stay tuned. This is a big, big show. Not really. <laughs> it just It's, it's going to be jam-packed. I say that, but uh, we'll probably end up going 45 minutes instead of an hour. <laughs> I doubt it. I could go all day. All right, Molly, what do you got for Buccaneers news? Bucks news. Okay. So Any, let's start. Anything happening? Any like signings or anything? Oh, right. Oh, that thing. <laughs> uh, Richard Sherman. We oh. got Richard Sherman. You mean that guy that used to play for Seattle? Part that of one. the That one. You taunted our boy, Tom Brady, oh, years yeah, ago. Tom, yep. Yeah, got a signed jersey on it too. Yeah. Uh, the what did he do to his in-laws? Broke into his in-laws' house. Right. He'll fit right in with Tom Brady. <laughs> breaking and entering. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we actually did a segment podcast on that uh, last year, the beginning of this year, about him getting in some. Was it domestic trouble? Is that what we call that? Yeah, it was some kind of domestic violence charge. Yeah, it, it's he's on ring cam. Uh, like banging on their door and yelling at him or something. Yes, his in-laws. His in-laws. Apparently. Yeah. But you know what? He's a great guy now. Best guy on the planet. Just like Antonio Brown. Yep, that's right. It's like couldn't, he's couldn't, a buck now. Couldn't well, ask for a more moral, upstanding citizen. Well, excuse all your bullshit just because uh, of the jersey you wear. <laughs> that's right. You could go around putting babies on spikes. As long as you're on the Buccaneers <laughs> team, we are going to support you. So what do you think, Molly? You excited about it? Yeah, I think so. You know, there's been a little bit of concern about whether he's going to be a diva in the locker room. I don't personally think that that's going to be an issue. I think he is a diva, certainly. Really? I think he has earned the right to be a diva. That's true. I mean, he's had an outstanding career. Hall of Famer, you think? Maybe? I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I I don't have an opinion either way. I was just asking. But... You know, Legion of Boom, he'll always be legendary for that reason. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's going to be an issue in the locker room? No, because... JPP. JPP. There's pecking order. There's a pecking order. We have all these guys who are established, who have been here forever. Uh, it's not just JPP. It's uh, Levante David. It's Damakong Sue. It's Will Go- You know, I mean, there's all these people. We have a very established rapport in the locker room so i no i don't think that it's going to be an issue like he's not going to come in there and just act like a dick to everybody because immediately jpp is going to be in his face or who any number of guys elsewhere i mean that's just in the defense room like what about the offense we have all these other guys who you Mm. know ryan jensen i'm sure would be thrilled to death so no i i don't think he's a diva well i do think he's a diva but I, I don't think it's going to be an issue in the locker room. 
Really, I never saw him as a diva. He's a very articulate guy. He likes to get in front of the camera. Oh, he's so smart. And didn't he go to Stanford? Mm-hmm. I think he's from Stanford. If he did, we'll hear about it every broadcast. <laughs> him and Cameron Brait, they can <laughs> sit and do trigonometry together. <laughs> did they even still teach trigonometry? I don't know. I like, did I don't take trig. They told. I don't know. I, I think it's something else now. Yeah. They don't even have How PE long anymore. has it been since you've been in high school, Ralph? In high school? Yeah. That doesn't count. Let's talk college. <laughs> that's that's closer. Closer. That's been 20 years. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, I think he's going to do good. I think that a veteran presence is definitely needed back there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit further when we talk about the All-22 footage and what I saw there. He but, did go to Stanford, so. Boom. Molly knows her Richard Sherman trivia. You know your colleges. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, and, and he's a talented guy. You know, it's not like he's out there going to get burned and everything. When he was a 49ers, you know, he, he wasn't at the top of his game, I felt. Uh, but, but we'll see. You know, I mean, he's coming. He's playing with Tom Brady. He's playing with a Super Bowl team. Uh, you know, he's expected to be the uh, missing piece, I guess you could say, for this season uh, due to our injuries in the secondary so, I, you know, I'm thrilled to death to have the guy. I, I, I'm of this opinion. Lovey Smith was one of the worst bringer-inners of free agency people ever. I mean, just like everybody he brought in was absolutely dog crap. Light, on the other hand, has just knocked it out of the park. I mean, we have, we, you know, we got Gronkowski, we've got, Antonio Brown, we got Dominic Sue. We have really done well in free agency, and I don't think that they're just pulling Richard Sherman out because he's, you know, because of who he is, you know, his name or his recognition, or because he's the top-rated free agent. Whatever. No, I think they're bringing him in because they like him. They like his presence in the locker room. You know, BA's big into that. He likes his veteran presence, and you know, we need that in the secondary room. We have nobody back there who's been uh, with Carlton Davis as long as, what, three years or something? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's going to be really, really nice to have a veteran propping up that back. We need it back there. You know, I ain't going to lie. We need it back there. Those guys, you know, while they're good, they're young, you know, and they're making mistakes that you're not going to see Richard Sherman make. I agree. He came in Wednesday. For a visit in the morning, he was signed by what, like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then he was out on the field. He had pads on. He was the only one wearing pads. And he was over there with the defensive backs and already talking to them, giving them pointers. And so I agree with you. I think it's desperately needed back there. It, it could be the missing piece that helps the secondary kind of get it together. And I'm not even talking about his play. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Right everything that he can offer i mean you hear people talk about tom brady and i think it was antoine winfield jr had said that tom brady came in and told them guys to watch film on who they could model after you know they were giving he was giving the secondary pointers so imagine someone who that's their specialty they are in the secondary you know i just think it's you know to me it can't hurt i like it so, and we didn't have to spend a freaking fortune. So the first thing that was kind of piqued everyone's interest was Ali Marpet. They restructured his contract mm-hmm. to free up. They freed up four, four million or five million. Oh right, yeah, four million in cap space is what we got. So that was what like Tuesday, mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday. And then Richard Sherman, he's saying, "Oh, I'm gonna go visit the Bucks." And then it was a done deal. He announced it on his podcast, which people had asked if that was weird. I don't think it's weird having a podcast, I think. <laughs> you know, not that man, we're biased. I think people anything. that have podcasts are just weird people, man. <laughs> What's that Rick and Morty episode where they said, Oh, we have to pretend that podcasting isn't boring. Right. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> was so deflating. Yeah. Like me and you both space. just looked at each other. We're like, I didn't. I laughed, but you were like, you were salty. That's most of them. I wasn't salty. 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 You know, the, the thing I don't like about it, and it's one of the problems I had with when we got Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and all that, is it makes it look like 
we didn't have a team until the free agencies come. Mm-hmm. You know, but people say that we won the Super Bowl because of Tom Brady and Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and Leonard Fournette. They're the ones that scored the touchdowns in the Super Bowl. But our team was really good. We were just a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. I think, you know, just adding Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and them was just icing on the cake. You know, we were Super Bowl ready, you know, with Tom Brady. You know, if, if Jameis Winston could have got his mess together, then, you know, we would have won with him. But he just can't. As you see with New Orleans, man, he that week too, that was so bad. So, so bad. But it's exactly what we have been – we watched for four years with – Jameis Winston, you know, you have those fantastic weeks and then those goofy weeks where you're just like, what are you doing, dude? So New Orleans gets to deal with that. But we, you know, we go to the Super Bowl, we win it again this year. Everybody's going to be like, oh, it's because they got Richard Sherman or whatever. No, we're going to win the Super Bowl even without Richard Sherman. We're just trying to make the ride a little bit more smoother for us. You know, we got we got some injuries back there, got some young guys, uh, mm-hmm. you know, teams are figuring out how to, attack us you know we're like eh, you know well i think it's an odd thing for buccaneers fans to experience players actually wanting to come here mm, yes. and taking less money to yeah. come here i mean we signed him it's a one-year deal worth 2.25 million hmm. now i did hear somewhere that tom brady asked him to come for league minimum <laughs> and he wouldn't do it but i mean that's damn near close to league minimum. That's low. <laughs> that is low. Yeah, what's a league minimum now? It used to be 500 some thousand. I think it's. Well, I think it's different for veterans and uh, others. Right. Other, yeah. So I don't know. So but, his league minimum would have been at least a million. Right. But, I mean, we have somebody in our front office, Tom Brady, who can go and call other players, recruit them to come here. And all it takes is that phone call from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's what happens. And so I just feel like Bucks fans. Uh, it's just an odd thing to have players that want to come here yeah. and will play for not that much money. Yes. So. Yeah, get to play with the goat. Yeah. Well, a lot of goats. Absolutely. A lot of goats on this team. So many. Our coaching staff has got goats. We have a herd of goats. That's what we <laughs> we should change our name when the, when the uh, when the What's PC a herd people of come goats for called? a herd of goats. Oh my goodness! Is it a I'm murder? I'm googling it. I know it's a murder of crows. Murder of crows. I, I swear I know this. I know it. Give me a oh, hint. Okay. Give me a hint. What hmm. is a herd of goats called? Is it a herd? No. <laughs> okay. Um, like Aboriginal. Natives? Just keep going. Uh, uh, you can do it. What 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 originals? Um, what is a group of those people called? A clan? No, keep going. A tribe. A a tribe. A tribe. Very good. Boom. What a tribe of goats! I like that. I know. I like that. We could be the Tampa Bay tribe. Mm -hmm. You know, they're coming after our name. It'll be probably a few years, but you know, Buccaneers. You know, we raped Mm -hmm. a pillage, so you know that's bad. So that's got to go. Yeah. I'm fine with being called the, the the tribe tribe of goats. That's probably and offensive too. Big old Billy Goat on the side of the. They're <laughs> also Billy. <laughs> they're also called a trip, a tribe a trip. or a trip. I had a goat growing up, and they are cool, cool animals. They're, they're like dogs. They love playing with dogs. My dogs would play with them all the time. I mean, that was that was a fun pet to have. Butter, as we name it, butter. You know, like headbutt, butter. My cousin was raised on goat milk. She was. Yeah. My aunt was a teen mom. So she was rose. Yeah. So my cousin was raised on goat milk and my mom beat the shit out of that goat because (laughs) (laughs) it... They lived in the country, and to get the milk out. No, that stupid goat ate her card or her temporary tag for her first car. It was like her first car. She chased that stupid thing with a broom. (laughs) She was so mad. So that's my goat story. Goats are fun, man. They're fun pets. They're they're really gregarious too. Like cows and pigs, they're really gregarious too. Those rectangle eyes 
creep me out. Yeah, they are kind of creepy. Yeah, they're they're kind of weird animal. I mean, they they poop all over the place like rabbits. You know, those little pellets. I mean, just <laughs> constantly all over the place. Blech. But they're fun. They're, they're pretty funny. They, they got they got a lot of personality to them. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, that that just. We just went way, way off, off the, the track rails. there. Yeah. All right. So we have a team of goats. We uh, have a coaching staff full of goats. Uh, Richard Sherman actually played with Winfield's father. I heard. I know. Isn't that nuts? That is. That is what? crazy. He was like, "It hasn't hit me yet, but it probably will when I get out <laughs> on the field with him." How old is Richard Sherman? He's probably my age. Oh, he ain't that old, is he? Shut up, Ralph. <laughs> Do you really want to go there? <laughs> uh. It, it freaks me out watching Michael Pittman, we, you know, our running back from the Super Bowl. Michael Pittman's son is a veteran in the NFL, wide receiver. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, Richard Sherman is my age. In fact, he is two days younger than me. Yeah. Two days. Well, there we go. Then uh, we'll see him hobbling out to the field. <laughs> Like you do when you wake up in the morning. Well, while My you joints. joke, I mean, he, last season he ended with an injury. Did he? Yeah. You know, I don't expect to see him play all the time. Yeah, I don't feel like he is either. I think he's going to kind of be in rotation. Uh, I mean, we'll see. It's it's kind of kind of weird thinking that, but I think we want our young guys to get experience. We want him to. Just kind of guide him. I don't think we're. Yeah, be a mentor. Yeah, I don't think we're depending on him to be out there, you know, for every snap. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to see it. Supposedly he's going to play Sunday against the Patriots. Uh, I doubt if he's going to play the whole game, but you never know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, Well, he's got to spend time learning the system. And so much of our system is about communication. And I mean, we've seen breakdowns with that, Mm -hmm. I think, in the first few weeks in particular. Uh, I don't see it immediately getting better, especially adding a new piece. But I think in the long run, it'll be better. Yeah, it's a very complex defense, especially in the secondary and, and like you said, they have to communicate with each other a lot. I don't know if we'll dumb it down for Sherman, you know, just in his first week here mm-hmm. until he gets up to speed, or if we're just going to throw him out there and see what he can do in in the system. But it, it's going to be interesting, no doubt about that. It's going to be an interesting game Sunday. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's going to be wearing number five since Gio Bernard has number 25. That's his number. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, so he's going to be a defensive back with the single digit. I, I hate, hate so those single-digit numbers, man. Maybe if we have one on our team, we'll feel better about we, it. We've got one. Nine. Our, our outside yeah, linebacker. Try on. That's true. Yeah. You're right. So now we got two. Now we got two. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Richard Sherman. I, yeah. You know, I was happy about it. I kind of knew he was coming. I think everybody kind of did. Yeah. So you know, it was, it's not a shocker to anybody, but it's it's going to be fun and exciting because he's a fun and exciting guy. You know, not just on the field but off the field too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that press conference, like he, you can tell he loves being in front of the camera. Oh yeah, he just talks and loves talks, it, talks. and he loves the media. Not as much as Peyton Manning though. Peyton Manning, I think, is the the most loved to talk person I've ever seen. Yeah, you he he would have press conferences, and they'd be lucky to get three questions in in a half an hour. They ask him one question, and he would just go. As a matter of fact, that's what impressed me the most when I first saw Peyton Manning at Tennessee when he was with the Volunteers. It was a press conference with him, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, who is this guy? Eddie, he's a great public speaker." I said, "He's going to make it great in the NFL." Sure enough, he did. I had no idea if he was a good player or not, but I was like, man, he's going to be awesome. Yeah, in the, the NFL. second greatest of all time. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Number two. There's a long list behind Brady. I know. I know. Uh, okay, so let's go over some more box news. Then we'll do some NFL news and move on to your film review. Scotty Miller... I think we touched on that briefly last time, but if we didn't, he apparently has a pretty severe turf toe injury. Injury reserve. And he's going to IR. Yep. Um, Jamel Dean apparently is fine. Oh, 
Get that, scare me like that. I'm sitting over here going, what? That trauma. He's fine. Uh, that knee injury, apparently, he, it's fine. He's practicing. He's good. <laughs> so, all good. Well, you uh, know, you know, Bruce Arian said in week one that there was something else bothering Jamel Dean. He never uh, expounded on it. And, of course, our outstanding media never looked into like it. Followed up. Yeah. And so, you know, I wonder what it was. I wonder what it was. Maybe something personal. I don't yeah. know. So that's what I was thinking. Um, we activated Kevin Minter from the COVID reserve list and AB and Travis Johnson. So cool. everybody's back. And that was weird, too. BA was like, they were asking if AB could come back on the after the 10th day. And he was like, well, his, his 10 days are up. So, but I thought that was only if they're unvaccinated. And I thought that we were fully vaccinated. So I'm I'd, confused. <laughs> I don't understand. Okay. I can't. I'm confused with this stuff. I know. It's so confusing. November 2019. It's all been confusing. Mm-hmm. So with the Scotty Miller move, we put him on IR, outside linebacker Cam Gill and John, um, offensive lineman John Mulchin are eligible to come off IR. So they did return to practice, and then there's like a 21-day period to put them back on the 53-man roster. So they're coming back. We didn't have to make any roster moves with the Richard Sherman thing because of Scotty Miller, I think. Okay. You said Kevin Minter's back? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Good. You know, who was it that said he's their favorite player? It was a bunch of guys, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Devin White and Levante David. They, Devin White has a show now on the Buccaneers channel on YouTube called Horsin' Around, of course. And they sit on these big, like, horse stuffed animal things. I think made for kids, and they played Connect Four. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> like the I know it's kind of like the Gronk and Tommy mm-hmm. show. Yeah. And so Devin was asking Levante, "Who's your four favorite players?" And he, one of them was Kevin Minter, and same with Devin White said the same thing. Hmm. So everybody loves the Minter. Yeah. We used our practice squad protections on cornerbacks, plural, Richard Robinson and Pierre Desir. And then we also protected kicker Jose Borregales and tight end Dion Yelder. We keep protecting that Yelder character. Hmm. Interesting. I know. We must like him. We must. And then, okay, so I've got league news too i do have a couple things this one is crazy the right tackle for the cowboys lyle collins was suspended by the nfl for trying to bribe the league's drug test collector and now remember this happened he got suspended right after our game it was like we played on thursday night he was like suspended by friday he was doped up. He Well, he missed some drug tests, and he felt like he had an excuse to miss them. One, because they're, one of their, I think, strength and conditioning coaches died, or one of their coaches died. Oh, so he was, just thought he didn't have to take the drug test that day. And then another day, he had his uncle's funeral, so he didn't appear for his drug test. And then apparently bribed... A drug test collector, or attempted to. Yeah, I don't I'd, know if he did. He, they said he tried to bribe. I'd love to get the exact details of that. I mean, how does that even work? And how the <laughs> hell is that not a lifetime ban? This is what I don't understand. Like, what is to stop? What is the difference between doing that and like bribing a ref? Uh, can anyone explain that? Oh, can you bribe refs? I would. I will collect I would money. Fucking hope not. I will start collecting. Who money. knows? Pass around a dish. <laughs> we like tithes, tithing. <laughs> <laughs> Tithe to the refs. I know. But when I was reading this article about this Collins character, it said that Von Miller got in trouble for tampering with his drug test sample. Like in 2013, hmm. he got like a six-page 
or six game suspension. And he had the help of a drug test collector. Wow. So yeah. this is not the first time that this has happened, which I'm like, how the hell are they not like banning these guys for what? Yeah, that's insane. That, I don't know. It's just, but people go so crazy lengths for drug testing. I knew a guy who used to keep urine in his boot. He used to keep a pouch of urine in his boot. <laughs> so if you ever got tested at work. And this went on for ugh, almost two years. I walked around. I know. And uh, he, ne- he never got tested or anything. But at Did least not that I know. Did ever leak? <clears throat> Did ever leak? Nah, I don't know. I don't got know. pee an issue? Yeah. I've never had. I've, I've had to take one drug test ever for yeah. a job. Well, that's yeah. probably a good thing. I know. You druggy. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't understand. I don't know either. But I would love to. Uh, bribing a collector could mean all kinds of different stuff. I'd like to know, like, get the transcripts or the audio or whatever we could. Ralph, find. that's never going to happen. <laughs> I know. Well, the NFL is so secretive with everything. Here's what's crazy is he got initially a five day suspension, then five he, days. Yeah, I mean five. Five game, keep saying five days. Five game suspension. Then they reduced it to two days. Two weeks. Two games. Damn it. You know (laughs) what I mean. Yes, two games. (laughs) Then he appealed that and it went to arbitration. He appealed it with the help of the NFLPA, which what the hell does the NFLPA? Players, stop calling the NFLPA for stuff. They're not on your side. So he appeals it with the help of the NFLPA. And the arbitrator was like, this is so egregious. We're going to raise your suspension back up to the five games. Yeah, NFLPA. Good job there, buddies. Yeah, J.C. Fredder. (laughs) I I want you representing me. He's garbage. Why? So that is what's going on in our... NFC East foes. Oh, speaking of drugs. Okay. Do you see the little letter that Gerald McCoy put out? <laughs> yeah, he got popped for a oh banned substance. Which I love. They always will come out beforehand. Oh, yeah. They get in front of it. Yeah, like get the Josh Freeman with the Adderall. Yes. But I believe Gerald McCoy. Yeah. I know. But I believe Gerald McCoy, like, he's not, he doesn't really seem like that. Which no. I'm just surprised he's on IR. Why the hell are they drug testing him? That's what I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they do it until you put in your retirement papers, man. Or maybe yeah. in order to get a paycheck still. Ah. You, you have to continue the drug test or whatever. Yeah. So he hmm. apparently. You know, he put out this long statement. I took something. I didn't realize it was a band. So it happens all the time to these guys. Mm-hmm. And so I, well, I guess he's... I, I, did they announce a suspension yet? That's or what I was he, thinking. Not, not that I'm aware of, but he... How do they suspend him if he's out for the season? It'll be I think next when year? you return. Yeah, if he returns. Yeah. Uh, things aren't looking good for him. If he ever does return. I, yeah, I don't, I don't think he will. I don't know. Yeah. Another former Buccaneer, there was some news in the headlines today. LaShawn McCoy officially announced his retirement. He is signing a one-day contract with the Eagles so he can retire an Eagle. So, good for him. Yeah. I liked him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know... Giovanni Bernard just really isn't doing a whole lot. Yeah, it's me. I think I, I would have rather have had LeSean McCoy. LeSean McCoy, yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, it's still early. We don't love the run game anyway, so. No. Who needs a run game? Not us. Not us. Not us. Running's for losers. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's all the news that I have for right now. You ready? You Am I ready? Your, yeah, yeah, do your do your thing, dude. Okay. Do it. This this was a, this man. That's I tell you what. You can ask Molly. <laughs> Three solid days. Three solid days. I've been working on this. Now the game film on Game Pass, the NFL, the All Twenty Two Coaches film. It came out Friday, and looking at it, I was like, "Oh, this is junk." 
the, it's it's just the way it's set up and the, the you can't really watch certain you can't watch play you can't pick plays you can but it's really difficult the way they have it set up on it they really screwed the pooch on all this stuff however the film itself is in high definition it's very nice which is on which is different because in the previous version i think it was 720 might even been like 480 it was a really bad version for us plebes so i was happy about that part but there was no way for me to get the film like I normally do so that I could watch it the way I watch it, right? There's no way to do that. So the Rams film came out Tuesday morning, surprisingly, all 22. So I was all excited about it. I was like, ooh, spent all day Tuesday trying to get the film in a format where I could watch it and the way I watch it. I have a very unique way of doing it, and it takes me – Ralph has a whole system. It's a whole thing. It takes hour. I mean, well, Ralph's life motto is speed and efficiency. So mm-hmm. he's got to have it very efficient. Right. So, so that's what I was working on all day. He gets Tuesday. so stressed if it's not efficient or speedy. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so that's what all Tuesday was. Is I'm setting it up for the whole year to get a, a system down because they, they totally changed everything. So mm-hmm. it's a whole different system. And I had to blah, blah, blah. So, look, I'm, I'm doing a, what's her name, Gretchen? Gretchen, blah, oh, blah, blah. Thunberg. Thunberg, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, the game film came out Tuesday, and I spent all day getting it downloaded, formatted, and all that good stuff, and, and setting it up for the, the year so I could do it a lot easier and faster, speed and efficiency. And then I spent all day Tuesday, well, part of... Part of Tuesday and then all day Wednesday analyzing the game film. And, man, let me tell you what. Here's what we said after the game. We said, okay, Buccaneers looked flat, came out flat. We made a lot of mistakes. Uh, It looked like to us that that we shot ourselves in the foot more than, you know, the Rams beat us. Uh, We figured, yeah, they, they, they played a pretty good game. They brought their A game. They did good. Uh, We brought our C game, and we just – Screwed the pooch. But they definitely played with more energy, right? <clears throat> That's what we we concluded. Well, after watching this game film, man, I tell you what, I was furious. I was so mad. I've, for three days, I've been mad about this. It, it, what we said is basically right. Uh, you know, we did not play with as much energy as they did. They were definitely more physical. Uh they brought their A game. They didn't make a lot of mistakes. We made a lot of mistakes. I mean, good God, we were making mistakes everywhere. But the number one reason why we lost that game, it wasn't them and it wasn't us. It was the refs. Those refs were atrocious, man. I, I you know, you know, I've had a couple of games where I've done this, where I've been like, they, it's just that they're garbage. They need to be fired, fined, suspended, something, whatever. It's just not acceptable. This is one of those games. It was so bad. I, I counted 12 uncalled penalties on the Rams. 12. And these weren't like ticky-tack penalties. These were face masks, horse collars, uh, targeting, hits to the head. It was three, four hits to the head that weren't called. One of them was on Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. So anyhow... I took all this, made a bunch of clips, and then to put a video up. And I, I just put it out, let's see, right before the game Thursday night. <laughs> so it's out there. Uh, unfortunately, the, the 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 game footage is a little choppy like it used to be. That, that was my fault in how I uh, – rendered everything but i didn't want to redo it because i was already behind i wanted to have it out yesterday and then my goal was to have it out at five o'clock thursday and i didn't meet that goal i ended up getting it out at 7 15 thursday so anyhow it's out there and it's basically i broke it down as to why we lost the game and i say that emphatically we lost the game they didn't beat us we lost the game but we lost the game by our mistakes, with a huge, huge, huge helping of a bunch of crappy refereeing. Bad, bad, bad refereeing. 
And that's what cost us the game. I mean, if you could you imagine if those 12 uncalled penalties against the Rams, and like I said, a lot of them were 15 yarders, at least four of them were 15 yarders. One of them was an ejection with 15 yards in the end zone. So that would, that would have put us on the one-yard line in the third quarter. Oh, I just it's, – it's so infuriating. And plus it would have ejected Ramsey, number five mm-hmm. Ramsey. He mm-hmm. was the instigator of a lot of this stuff, man. He's, he's a dirty player. Really? Yes. You, like, never say that. I never say that. He's a dirty player. I mean, he mm-hmm. was targeting people's heads. He, he grabbed Godwin's face mask when they were out of bounds and yanked down on it. What? Yeah. Good grief. Yeah, they were doing that all over the field and not getting called at all. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Tom Brady got hit in the head one time. And, he, you know, he turned around to the ref. He was like, yo, come on. I mean, the guy the guy reaches up, grabs him by the back of the helmet, and pulls his head forward mm-hmm. by the back of the helmet. <laughs> you know, Brady turns around to the ref. He's like, what? Ref's just like, duh, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, then another time, Tom Brady's running and – uh, 54, who 54 and Tom Brady got into it a couple times, but uh, 54 grabs Brady by the horse collar and pulls him down. This is Tom Brady in the middle of the field. Everybody sees it. Everybody's watching. At least the guys being paid to throw flags should be watching. How do you miss that? How do you miss a horse collar on Tom Brady running down the field? I don't know. It, it was just really, really bad. Uh, so anyhow, the good part of it is, or at least good for the Rams, is Matthew Stafford. Oh, my God. He is incredible. Well, he played an incredible game against us. You know, I, I imagine he's incredible. I've, I always liked him at Denver or mm-hmm. at Detroit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always said, you know, he, he was a great Great quarterback, highly underrated. You always pick Detroit. You were like, this is their year. They're going to do it this year. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just such a good quarterback. I didn't realize how good he was until I watched this game film. I mean, he uh, – man, I, he's elite. And he's up there – You know, I mean, he's easy top five. Well, easy. just imagine the last part of his career now. Because. I mean, quarterbacks, he's he's probably, again, probably my age. And, you know, quarterbacks are lasting into their 40s mm-hmm. now or, yeah. you know, at least their late 30s. So this could be, think about being at the Rams at this stage in his career. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could just completely change what we think about Matt Stafford and his legacy. Yes. And, you know, I, I'm not a big conspiracy theory guy, but – the way those refs officiated that game, it seemed obvious to me that they wanted the Rams to win. And you look at, you know, they got the new stadium, all the celebrities. It was a big game against Tom Brady. Uh, you know, it's almost like almost like a handing of the torch to the Rams as, as the new up-and-coming team. You, know, you got Sean McVay and his model wife. And it's, it's just almost, it's picture perfect. It's picture perfect. And I can see where the NFL or the, you know, somebody's like, we want them to win this game. You know, it's a primetime game. It's, you know, it's that we need that. Uh, or not primetime. It was 4 o'clock. You know, we, we want the Rams to be ah, mm-hmm. you know, the new awesome team. But I tell you what, Stafford is incredibly good. He played incredibly, incredibly well. I mean, it – some of the stuff he did was just was inspiring. You're just like in awe of some of the stuff he did. Now we heard that we had no pass rush, right? And of course, you know, people say that because we didn't get sacks. We got one sack. It was Golston. That was a great sack, by the way. That was he. He earned that sack. And you know, everybody says, "Oh, you know, our our defensive line played like crap because they didn't get any pressure." You know, Barrett's not doing his job, and blah blah blah. Uh-uh. No, we were getting to him. He was just getting the ball off. He was th- – their game plan was quick, short passes, quick, short passes, quick, short passes, deep. Quick, short passes, quick, short passes, quick, short passes, deep. You know, that was their whole game plan. Uh, you know, every now and then something to the outside, you know, 10, 15 yards or whatever. But it was it was mainly quick, short passes, quick, short passes, deep. And no matter what we did – 
he would get that ball out. You know how Drew Brees was a master at that. You know, if guys were coming at him, he was going to throw the ball. If he was being grabbed, he was going to throw the ball. You know, and all those damn times he didn't get the intentional grounding penalties mm-hmm. that used to drive me crazy. Uh, but Stafford would it, see guys coming and he'd just get rid of the ball. You know, so it looked like we didn't get any pressure, but we had quite a few times, especially in the first half, we were pressuring him quite a bit, but he was just getting the ball out so fast. And he would throw it. He didn't care if a guy was open or not. He'd throw it at him, you know. And uh, a lot of times he surprised his own receivers with it. It'd, it'd <laughs> bounce off of them or whatever. But, you know, he's he's the kind of quarterback in that system where he's, you know, I don't know if they've told him, just get rid of the ball, don't take a sack, just get rid of the ball. And he would. But he was so great at misdirection. That, you know, guys would – Barrett would come in off the edge and he would act like he was going to throw it in Barrett's direction to get Barrett to jump up and try and block the pass. And then he would turn around and throw it on the other side of the field. He did that with uh, with uh, Devin White a couple of times. Devin White <laughs> would come rushing in unblocked and he would go – you know, he would fake – pump fake and Devin White would jump to try and block it and then he would sidearm it around Devin White. Mm. I mean he was just doing that crazy all that and he would do with these no look passes that <laughs> were just spectacular. You know, he doesn't get any credit for that. I know he gets credit for the weird angle throws. You know, he was one of the original weird angle throw guys. But he did a lot of no look passes on us that just faked everybody out. So he he played great. Stafford really is uh, – he's an elite quarterback on an elite team now. So, you know, he's a lot better than I thought he was going to be, and I thought he was going to be pretty good. But watching that, watching him play against us, it was like there's no way you could get to him. There's no way. I mean, we were getting to him in under two seconds, and he was getting that ball out. I mean, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you that. can do. I mean, there's right? no defending that. That was their whole game plan. Get the ball out quick. Get the ball out quick. Yeah. I I there was maybe five or six passes that he held for longer than three seconds. Not many. Not many at all. Uh even the ones he threw deep. He, th- he threw one deep and Vita hit him. A uh, guy was wide open. I think it might have been Cooper Cup. I can't remember, but he got past our secondary and it was, it was a miscommunication problem, which we'll talk about here in a second. Got past him. He was wide open. And Stafford wound up, and this was quick, too. This was like in two seconds. It was just like, pew, boom. And Stafford wound up and chunked it. But Vita got up in his face and hit his arm as he was throwing. And uh-huh. it ended up falling short. It should have been an interception. God, we we missed so many opportunities out there. We played like dog crap, man. It was just, it was, it was bad. We played C, a C, a solid C. And we had a few guys that played good. Brady played good. Uh I know I should address that because someone pointed out in our comments in the last one I had said, you know, was Brady looking past this game to the New England game? And they brought up the point. Uh, he was one of the only ones who played well, so yeah, probably yeah. not. <laughs> he, he played good. Uh, but it, just about everybody else, you know, just they, they kept shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. It was insane. I've never seen our team do this before. And well, I just think, again, it's so early. We're knocking the rust off. I have confidence it will get better. Yeah. Well, the secondary was an issue, but it was an issue. We, they weren't getting beat. They were they were messing up themselves. You know, like I said, there was miscommunication in the backfield a lot. Uh, there was guys that double covering you know, when they shouldn't be. Uh, there, there was a couple times where Devin White got in the way of the cornerbacks going across the middle and would bump them off coverage. Uh, there was times that they took weird angles. Uh, there was that time that uh, uh, Edwards fell down. I have no idea why he fell down. I can't. I sat there and I watched the film. I was like, "Why did he fall down? I don't know." It was like he just his brain just fried and he just like fell down. Uh, but we did have quite a few slips out there. We got a touchdown. Cooper Cup scored a touchdown on Carlton Davis. That was the weirdest damn thing I've ever seen. And Carlton Davis had him covered. He he was off of him a couple yards behind him, and you see 
Stafford wind up, he throws the ball, the ball is released, it's going towards Cup, and Davis is behind him by two yards. He could have easily just walked in front of him and batted it down, but he ran the other way. He took like two steps in the opposite direction, and then it was just like he went, oh, crap, I'm supposed <laughs> to be over here. You know, it was like he was, oh, I meant to go left instead of right. You know, it, we had a lot, a lot of stuff like that. And we we were, we kept up with them, you know, up at, in the halftime. We went in the halftime. We were down, was it one score? 14-7, I think, mm-hmm. at halftime. But, you know, we missed that kick. You know, there was the fumble right before that that they said was a forward fumble, which I, I looked on the game film, and, yeah, it was a forward fumble. Damn it. I know. So that really screwed us because that took us, you know, gave it, made it a long field goal. It was an extra nine yards tacked on because of the sack. So it was a long field goal, 49 yards, you know, but Suckup should have made that. And then we come out in the second half. They get the ball and immediately score on us in like two or three plays. You know, big bomb, bam, score. So then they're up two scores. Okay, so we get the ball back, and this is this is when things really went bad. We get the ball back, and on our first drive of the of the third quarter, uh, this was just a shit series. Uh, Howard catches the ball first, and he got eleven yards, so he got a first down. All right, we're doing good. Uh, then Brady scrambles after uh, sixty five and seventy four got beat, and uh, that was when he gets his horse collared, but it wasn't called. Uh, then the next play, uh, Giovanni Bernard, 25, he goes to pick up a blitzer and just gets clobbered, and the blitzer ends up going and sacking Brady straight up the middle. I thought he had him. I mean, it looked like he was good. He was, you know, he was set. He was a good block, but no, he got by him. Uh, and then right after that, so we get a sack, so we're backed up now. Then right after that, Scotty Miller gets a false start. So then that takes us back. So then it's like third and 22, and, uh, we throw a screen pass to Bernard, and he gets a tackle for a loss of four yards. So then we're back. It's like fourth and 25. Pinion comes out. He kicks a punt 15 yards. Oh, my God. 15-yard punt. This is, uh, this is Bradley Pinion. Yeah. He never does that. Ever. I can't ever remember him doing that. So it was missed field goal. They come out, score. We come out, shit the bed. <laughs> they get the ball on like the 40 and uh, get a field goal. So now all of a sudden in just that much time, they're up three three scores. And from that point on, it was like our team just went, eh, whatever. You know, it, it was obvious that the Rams really wanted to win this game. They had a lot of energy, a lot. They were much more physical. And they were out there beating our guys up. And I, I felt like our guys were just like, yeah, this ain't worth it, man. You know, let's just let's just get out of here in one piece. So I hate seeing that. Yeah, uh, but we we definitely looked dead out there in the in the fourth quarter. Just not that, not really even trying a whole lot. Uh, you know, our, our defense and the defensive line guys were just kind of like, meh. I think they were just frustrated. They were frustrated because they you know they were they were winning their matchups and then the secondary was failing and then. You know, even when they did, you know, win and, and start going towards Stafford, he would beat them by just throwing the ball away or th- you know, throwing it to somebody real quick. He's got a quick release too, man. It just, it's just incredible. I, I never, I did not realize how good he was. And I've been a Stafford fan since he's come in the league, and I, mm-hmm. I have never really sat down and seen him play like this. So, uh, you know, there was. You go on the YouTube and look at the video why the Buccaneers lost against the Rams. Uh, Ramsey targeted Gronkowski. Remember, Gronkowski got hurt, right? And he, he, he's he got a ribs problems. He, he went out of the game for a while. We were worried he wasn't going to come back. He was probably going to be out for a couple of weeks, but he did. He came back. Well, he goes in the end zone, and Brady throws a pass, but he throws it high. It's out of bounds. He's basically just throwing it away. And Gronk is kind of, you know, just watching it go out of bounds. And Ramsey, number five, he was about five yards away. And he came over and launched into 
Gronkowski with his helmet and hit Gronkowski in the head. And it snapped Gronkowski's head all the way back. It, it like hit his nameplate. And that wasn't called. And even the announcer, Troy Aikman, saw it. He said, oh, he got hit in the head there. <laughs> but they didn't replay it or nothing. Uh, and it was a ejection foul. I mean, that was targeting a defenseless player in the head. <laughs> that would have been an ejection. And that, w- that was in the end zone. That would have put us on the one. I, I tell you, man, this game was so, so bad officiating. There's this thing going around the league. You know, last year the referees said, okay, we're not going to call holding as much. You know, mm-hmm. no emphasis on holding. And the linemen kind of went crazy with it. You know, there, there's a lot of holding going on now. And, and this year it seems like there's this technique that's been developed. I saw Dallas doing it. I saw Atlanta doing it against us. And the Rams did it like every play where they just get up close to you and they grab you and hold you, you know, like up against them. And that's how they're, you know, holding. And then they can, they can move you around however they want to. And, and it's like almost every play, that's how they're doing it. Now, I know holding is generally, you know, you, you get them from the outside, and outside the shoulder pads. I mean, you can grab people in the middle. But, you know, it's, it's, it's gotten almost ridiculous now how bad it's getting. But there there was a lot of holding in this game, and I put a few of them in the video to to show some of the ridiculousness that the refs... I I don't know. As bad as they officiated this game, it is hard for me not to say that this wasn't, you know, some type of conspiracy. That they they did not... They wanted the Rams to win, and the refs were going to make sure. Because there was just way too many bad calls that were just right out there for everybody to see that they didn't even give the time of day to. So anyhow, 12 calls against the Rams that they didn't call. And like I said, these weren't ticky-tacky calls. They were pretty bad ones. But that's, there it is. That's, that sums it up. Uh, Stafford played great. They had a great offensive game plan, but we still could have beat them. And we, we shot ourselves in the foot, but we still could have beat them. It was the refs. The refs. Screwed us in that game. Bad. Well, I can't wait to see him in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and, how I feel about it. And you know these guys, you know, like Gronk and Godwin and Brady and all these guys that were getting targeted and hit and face masked and all this stuff, you know they're in the they were in the locker room after the game talking about it, or mm-hmm. at least on the bench, you know, probably during the game saying, What is going on here? So yeah, you could you could bet they want to see these guys in the playoffs. It's going to be a nasty, nasty game. Sue got put on his backside. I have never seen that. I mean, he got taken off his feet and slammed. Ooh. Yeah, I had never seen that before. You know, Sue Sue normally got very good balance and he's yeah. very strong, but he got taken off his feet. Yeah, you know, it was kind of in a pile, and he was kind of falling backwards. You know, trying to get out of there, but the the lineman grabbed hold of him and like picked him up and slammed him Damn. on his backside. That does not happen to Sue. So, anyhow, that's that's the summation of my three day analysis of the All Twenty Two. Yes. <laughs> if you want to check it out, uh, go look at the video online on the YouTube's. Uh, I apologize in advance for the choppiness of the game film, but if you've been watching my Tiffy videos, it's the same stuff. It's not really choppy. It's 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 little stuttering, little trailing. It's just the way I rendered it, and I didn't have time to re-render it. So there it is. Go check it out, and you'll see it. all this mess I'm talking about now. You'll see it with your very own eyes. <laughs> How about that? All right. You ready to talk about the Patriots? Yes. All what right. What do we got? I got a whole lot on it. Okay, that's fine. You know, we did watch them play the Saints. Mm-hmm. Get beat by the Saints. Yeah, pretty badly. Gosh, this whole headline, this is like the craziest thing that everyone's talking about this week. They have ads made about it. Apparently, some of the morning shows, I think, are doing it from Gillette Stadium. Might be Mm. the news channel or get a bra. I don't know. This is a huge, huge deal. Mm. I'm a little nervous about it being on primetime. I think we're going to win. Yeah. I'm just not. You know, all the fanfare makes me nervous. 
Oh, I, I wanted to add on the, the, the game film, All-22, our offensive line played pretty good, you know, for – it seems like they didn't, especially there towards the end, because they we, they got three sacks on us and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, like I said, one sack was Giovanni Bernard. You know, he didn't block the blitzer coming in well enough. Got a sack on Brady. Uh, but our offensive line played pretty good. You know, at the, in, in the halfway through the third quarter and the fourth quarter, they knew we were passing every down, so they were able to just unleash their dogs. Offensive line did pretty good holding up, holding up against that. So okay, anyhow. Cool. I, I forgot about that, so I thought I'd throw it out there. Um, did you hear how Belichick apparently said our system looks like theirs? It looks like mm-hmm. exactly. It's like the same play. It's the same systems mm-hmm. that they ran in New England. And so B.A. then said, well, I guess he, they copied our system. I yeah, he said, well, it should, though. They copied our system. <laughs> yeah, he said, he said, I know after every – what was it? He said, "I know they they watched our game film." Yeah, I want to know what, our plays. Yeah, or, I wonder what plays they watched or yeah. something like that. Well, it's you know, funny. when when I did the analysis of if Tom Brady could play in BA system, I watched all of the Patriots games, and uh, for the past few years, they are very much like ours. Uh, they don't have as many guys going deep at a time that we do. But they still run a very similar offense. Hmm. Uh, how much do you think that's going to play into it? I mean, Brady knows Belichick. Belichick knows Brady. Mm-hmm. Belichick knows the. I mean, Brady knows the system. Mm-hmm. Brady knows the defense. I mean, how much of that is going to go into it? How much? You know, because they know each other so well. How much advantage is there really? Does it all come out in the wash, or do you think it's going to be better for us or better for them? I think it's going to be interesting if Belichick knows a secret about Brady and how to beat him, because nobody's been able to do it, you know, at least consistently. Uh, maybe Eli Manning, <laughs> but you know, he Brady's everybody is always coming up with plans to beat Brady, you know, uh, pressure up the middle or, you know, just a single man coverage or, you know, uh, three deep, you know, whatever. People are always coming up with something, trying to figure out some way. And I wonder if, you know, Belichick has Brady's number. You know, it's going to be like, I know what's going to rattle Brady or what can beat Brady. I know what Brady's weakness is. So that's going to be interesting to see. And because – like you said, they played together for 20 years. If anybody knows Brady's weaknesses, it's going to be Belichick. And uh, if if it's something, like, really big and he displays it in this game, that might be tough for us for the rest of the year, you know? I think it's a trick question. I don't think Brady has any weaknesses. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> That's my opinion. Yeah, it's going to be a chess match, but it's also going to be down to uh, the mono and monos, you know, guys beating guys. I think that's going to be what this comes down to. Because yeah, we got you got two great coaching staffs. You got, you know, great teams, well-disciplined, a great play calling, both sides of the ball. You know, so there, there's that's going to be the chess match. But I think it's going to come down to guys executing and making plays. I think that they're just in a state of rebuild after Brady. Yeah. I mean, they do have a lot of pieces. Like, they're, you know, their offensive line is pretty much the same. They did uh, upgrade in their wide receiver core. They have Nelson Aguilar now. Hmm. Their defense is basically the same. Um, so, but, I mean, their biggest piece is their quarterback, and they've got a rookie. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think that that is a huge advantage for the Buccaneers, even with everybody else being consistent and, you know, largely the same from last year. Mm-hmm. So they're currently 1-2. and two. They're 0-2 oh at home. <laughs> now <laughs> and they lost to the dolphins and the saints yeah and they beat the jets 25 to 6 everybody's beating the jets and it's only week 3 seems like every team has played the jets that's where they got their <laughs> well, win carolina, from carolina yeah. new england i don't know who else. but 
Is is Rob Gronkowski going to play in New England? I don't know. Let me see. They're, they're saying the, his status is unclear right now. It's what the yeah uh, he hasn't practiced all week. Yeah. So that's a little concerning, but they haven't said for sure. Yeah, he's got it's ribs, his ribs. Hmm. I think he will. Yeah, they X-rayed everything's fine. He's just sore. Yeah, yeah. So I think he'll play, even if they don't. I think he'll want to. Yeah. Because I think him more than Brady kind of was like. I think the New England ecosystem atmosphere mm-hmm. got to him more than it did to Brady. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. You want to. This is the highest uh, or the second highest average ticket price for any sporting event in the Boston area. Oh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> I thought it would be forever. I know, but the average the price world. of tickets is $1,100. Good That's Lord. the average. I know. Wow. And it's going to be a packed house. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be fun to watch. You got a prediction? You got... Uh, wait, I'm not done with all my points. Okay. Can I go through my points? Yes. So, okay. I know. You're trying to... Um, so they lost James White, their second string running back, to mm-hmm. a hip injury. He's only got 10 carries on the season, so I'm not sure that he was a huge part of their offense, but, you know, someone they're missing, some depth. Their starter at running back is Damian Harris, and that's who they had last year. Belichick, again, Belichick's kind of like us, where he doesn't care about the running backs, like, as much as we do. You know, he doesn't have a workhorse. So... We'll see how that goes. They did upgrade at right tackle this year. They brought in Trent Brown. Right? Wasn't he one of the big ones? The big free agents? No, no. I think I have a different one. Anyway, and then, so, I tried to look up who their defensive... Ralph and I were talking about this on a walk the other day. You know, Brady has played with Josh McDaniels, offensive coordinator for the Patriots for years. Like, they know each other inside and out. And then we wondered, well, Matt, Matri- Matt Patricia got fired from Detroit. Did he come back to New England? And we thought that he had. He has, but he is not the defensive coordinator. They don't even have a defensive coordinator. Bill Belichick is a defensive coordinator. I guess. Uh, Matt Patricia is the senior football advisor. Like, what the hell is that? Like, did they make a position for him that's like desk jockey hmm. as punishment for leaving? <laughs> he's like an administrative. He's like a consultant. But so then I try to look up, well, who's calling their plays? It is Steve Belichick. Their offensive plays? No, their defensive plays. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but he's not the defensive coordinator. Apparently, he splits defensive coordinator duties with the linebackers coach, Jared Mayo. So they split the defensive coordinator duties. Steve Belichick calls the plays, and Bill Belichick is defensive coordinator. So probably one of those where Belichick, Bill Belichick is probably grooming Steve to become a defensive coordinator one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, this is the last point I have. Uh, the media is kind of making a big deal about Brady having a cold this week. And their evidence was he was in a press conference and he sounded really hoarse. And I'm like, he always sounds hoarse after a practice. Hmm. Like, have you noticed that? With no. press conferences no. with Brady? Yeah, I've heard quite a few where he's like hoarse from yelling. So they're trying to make that a thing. Oh, Brady's sick. Always something. It's always, always something. Always looking for something, aren't they? I know. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a revenge game. I think uh, Brady has a chip on his shoulder, and he has something to prove. He's so familiar with that stadium. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got – you think the Bucks are going to win? You got a oh, score prediction? Absolutely, yes. Uh, score prediction. Let's go. 
I'm going 30s, baby. 31, 17. 31, 17. Yes. All right. Yep, I'm, I'm going to go. Screw it. I'm upset from week three. I'm going big. All right. I'm going Let's big. See. Oh, my gosh. 45. Whoa. Bucks. Patriots. 10. <laughs> <laughs> screw them oh my gosh <sighs> wow uh okay let's run through the injury report real quick and then we're done we'll go ahead and watch some shitty afc games um giovanni bernard is on there with a knee injury he hasn't participated all week so might not see him sunday don't know carlton davis He's got an abdomen slash rib injury, but he was a full participant. Jamel Dean with the knee was limited all week, but he is practicing, so that is good news. Chris Godwin has a thumb injury. He's been a full participant. Gronk with the ribs did not participate. Steve McClendon, he got a Veterans Day on Thursday, so he did not practice. Jaden Mickens had the abdomen injury, which held him out last weekend. Uh, he was limited Wednesday, full participant Thursday, so we'll probably see him again. And then JPP with his shoulder did not participate. I don't think he's going to play this weekend. We'll see. Mm. On the Patriots side, defensive end Henry Anderson has an ankle injury. He was limited. Everyone basically is limited. Uh, Jawan Bentley, linebacker, he's got a shoulder um, tackle Trenton Brown has a calf injury, safety Kyle Duggar, hamstring. He was just added today on Thursday, so he was limited. Nick Folks, their kicker, has a knee injury. Um, linebacker Josh Yushi, I don't know if that's right, uh, he was limited. Kyle Van Noy has a groin injury. And then James White with the hip, he's going on IR, so he's going to be out. And then tackle Isaiah Wynn has a knee injury. He was limited. Okay. Okay. So, be nice to have JPP back, but we won't know. Gronkowski, we don't know. Giovanni Bernard, eh. Yeah. There we go. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, we got football to go watch. <laughs> All right, until next time. Go Bucks.